We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, welcome to the Week 17 edition. It's crazy to say that we've gotten to this point uh, of the RotoWire NFL podcast. Um, brought to you by No House Advantage. We're going to be talking about the waiver wire pickups for your championship league. Uh, if you want to air your grievances about what happened, uh, Justin Herbert, for example, costing mm-hmm. Jake, uh, Nick Folk, costing me on two of my championships as well. So we'd love to hear that. Uh, this is definitely one of the get your a- anger uh, issues out of the way here for the show. So It's only fitting there'll be a jackhammer outside for a yes. good part of the show, thanks yes. to construction. So excuse our noise. Uh-huh, yeah, that that's a, a fun little addition to the show as well, too. So stick around for all that and more here. Again, welcome to the Tuesday, December 27th edition of the RotoWire Fantasy Football Podcast, the post-Christmas, the post-Christmas uh, I Ate Too Much podcast, uh, the post I Hope I Won My Championship podcast, all that more. Sponsored by No House Advantage, I'm Joe Bollick. I'm at JB Fantasy Sports alongside me, Jake Tarski. As always, uh, we're running down the top waiver wire pickups and fab recommendations ahead of the fantasy football championships for a lot of people. Uh, possibly doing our award show, talk about the best free agents next week. Although we'll have to see as the schedule rolls out for the final conclusion of our rendition to the podcast. Obviously, stick around on every one of the uh, every one of our network podcasts. We yep. got plenty more action on the mm-hmm. gambling side of things. Getting you set for week seventeen and eighteen, yeah. the playoffs too. A lot more to come from the road yeah. side. And I believe even after the season's done, we're going to do some kind of weekly show. Not, I mean, maybe not us exactly but they like to keep it 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 seemed to work pretty well for the numbers last year to keep it going year round so you can definitely expect to continue hearing from us once in a while we'll talk about the monday night recap which should probably not take much time given the (laughs) trouncing the chargers put on the colts Mm -hmm. just a second before we do so word from our sponsors no house advantage no house advantage is changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today playing pickup contests versus other people for a shot at winning the big cash prize download the app choose a contest select your player prop Earn points for correct picks and climb the leaderboard for your shot at hundreds of thousands of dollars every week. You can also test your skills versus the house and 20 extra entry. If you hit all your picks, bet up onto five player props, over-unders, or individual player matchups across every major sports league, including NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, MMA, and NASCAR. Sign up now with promo code NHAWIRE, that's N-H-A-W-I-R-E, at nohouseadvantage.com, or download the app in the app stores to get a first deposit match up to $25. Make sure to check out No Host Advantage today and experience daily fantasy sports redefined because it's not just how you play, but also where you play. You won't want to miss out on this. Well, the Colts would have probably been fine missing out on the Monday Night Football contest. <laughs> of course, Nick Foles got his uh, rendition as the starting quarterback for the Colts. Exactly. And, and it should be mentioned, we'll outline the game, that somehow yeah. Jeff Saturday has decided to 
announce Nick Foles will theoretically start the final two games of the season for the Colts. The fact that Jeff Saturday chose to do that following this performance is a little <laughs> bit stunning to me. Uh, I know, like, literally during the broadcast, Troy Aikman and, and Joe Buck were like, can't wait to see Sam Ellinger. Like, it's about time to see Sam Ellinger. And they've been saying that since quarter two of that. That's how bad it was for Nick Foles. Uh, and the Colts end up losing 20-3 to three to the Chargers, who clinched a playoff berth. Exactly. I mean, the Colts didn't even show up. We get some more Nick Foles. Great. I mean, the Colts had so much prime time this year that that it was rough. And uh, obviously, I mean, who knew that with no qualifications or, uh, you know, appropriate experience, it wouldn't go well for Jeff Saturday. Just who could have, who could have guessed that, but interesting dynamic in Indy with the Zach Moss, Deion Jackson situation. I feel like that's worth discussing a little bit here. I mean, uh, Deion Jackson didn't get a single carry the entire game. Granted, they only ran the ball 14 times because of, uh, you know, the game flow and situation Mm -hmm. here, but Moss carried the ball 12 times for 65 yards. Moss also got caught his only target for five yards. Deion Jackson was a little bit involved in the passing game. Three of, Three catches, three targets, nine yards, but pretty much a dud if you started Deion Jackson in you know, deep leagues. I mean, we were on Moss just based on last week's distribution, and it definitely seemed to carry over. Uh, there's been a viral tweet going around about, uh, you know, apparently Jeff Saturday and Deion Jackson getting into, like, actual shouting matches oh, really? I, over, I uh, over uh, his usage. Because, I mean, before Saturday, uh, when Jonathan Taylor was out and missing time, and even when Jonathan Taylor was around, Deion Jackson had a role. Right, he was getting mm-hmm. carries. He was mm-hmm. more involved in the passing game. You'd think when your quarterbacks are Matt Ryan and Nick Foles, you'd, you'd utilize dump offs and, and a back like that. But that definitely wasn't the case here. So I mean, Deion Jackson, you don't really feel comfortable starting or rostering any Colts really. But uh, Deion Jackson can go to the cut list this week because you know there's no reason to think that after zero carries in in week sixteen, anything's suddenly going to change in week seventeen. I mean, even Jordan Wilkins got a carry. So, right. yeah, multiple. Right. And I th- mm-hmm. He actually got a few of the targets as well, too. That was one of my my shockers. I mean, I had I had uh, anxiously on pins and needles that Monday Night Football contest because I had mentioned mm-hmm. earlier I was in uh, seven championships and two had been decided by that point. But for the most part, it was if Justin Herbert goes off, I will either win some leagues or lose some leagues. And if Zach Moss goes off, I will absolutely lose some leagues. And to be honest, mm-hmm. he should have went off. Zach Moss was averaging over five yards of carry for three-fourths of that contest. He was yep. looking really, really dynamic. And, of course, the Chargers' run defense plays a part. The Colts throw, what, 25 mm-hmm. times, 30 times, compared to just 14 or 15 carries. So you mentioned the Deion Jackson yeah. part. Not even getting Zach Moss more involved probably is a, a fault of the Jeff Saturday Colts yeah. as well, too. They should have used the the Atlanta Falcons playbook here and only passed the ball 15 or times. Or Carolina that Panthers. We'll talk yeah, about that yeah, one of those Panthers. pickers as well, too. Yeah, exactly. And then – I mean, on the Chargers side, we can touch on that. I mean, uh, pain, pain, a lot of pain for me. Only needed 14 out of Herbert. Felt pretty good about mm-hmm. getting that. Um, obviously, just, I mean, the Colts didn't show up at all. There was Chargers no real didn't need. Have to either. Yeah, there was no real need to pass the ball. I mean, the, uh, the char- it's, it's, it's weird. The Chargers didn't like, it's like they didn't win this game, but they didn't lose it. Uh, you know, however you want to put that. But hey, you know what? They're in the playoffs. Herbert, you know, I, I actually scared myself looking at Herbert's game log where I was like, okay, I need 15, 14 point eight points or something out of him. And then I looked and like, he's been under that in five other games this year. So he has been like more painfully inconsistent than you think. I think he falls down um, probably out of the top five without Absolutely. for next year Absolutely. with, uh, with how many, I mean, one, you know, you can, ex- you can expect some, uh, you know, improvement maybe, but you know, he, he was missing a lot of his receivers for a good chunk of the year, but still, I mean, the inconsistency has been tough to deal with. We were just talking about this with the tech team and they were excited about this proposition. Cause I guess they hadn't heard of it. If Sean Payton is the head coach of the Chargers next year, I will take Justin Herbert among my top five quarterbacks. Like I, I, it, oh, I think yeah. the, the Joe Lombardi offense is just not mm-hmm. well suited for Justin what, Herbert. What is leading us to believe that he'll end up their head coach? Uh, Do you think Staley's gone after, I think after the making Char- the playoffs? Yeah, I think if the Chargers lose in round one, 
if Sean Payton wants to be your head coach, you take Sean Payton to be your head coach. I think that's that's it. And he seems to be leaning mm-hmm. towards that direction. That's pretty much what they said. He only wants the LA jobs. Uh, not even the Rams necessarily. I mean, yeah. honestly, you look at the talent that they have uh, and lack of picks. I think it's that he wants a young quarterback, and not that the Bengals' job is open necessarily or anything like that. So it's. Mm-hmm. I think Justin Herbert is is prime. And to be fair, if I was Sean Payton, I would want that too. I still think Justin mm-hmm. Herbert's one of the more electric quarterbacks in the league. And if you have a coordinator that wants to take of that, take mm-hmm. advantage of that bazooka of an arm you might be talking about one of the better ones uh, for the next decade Absolutely. if you get it right. So I, yeah. I'm all for that. Well, and Herbert might have got me my point threshold had uh, Keenan <laughs> Allen not barely stepped out of bounds on that did play in the like first he half. stepped out of bounds? I, did, I actually, I, I went it outside. I like I got up and did something different, just assuming that it was good, and then apparently it was not good. But uh, unfortunately for Keenan Allen owners, uh, you weren't here in the semifinals if you drafted him most likely, but he did get 14 targets, caught 11 of them for 104 yards. You know, that would have been helpful if I was still live in dynasty um but he was really it in the passing game here i mean even eckler they didn't need to go to him a ton mike williams four for 76 um gerald everett non-factor first time uh in the entire season that he Mm -hmm. he got zero targets right that was a weird thing too yeah i know i I had to double check to see he wasn't hurt because he's not even in the box score i I I mean i wrote the notes yesterday parham only had one one catch but like they tried Herbert likes to go downfield to him because it's just uh-huh. kind of a big target. It's mm-hmm. such a weird thing. They had a they had a twenty five yard pass mm-hmm. or something like that call back and a holding penalty. It's a really nice play. I mean, I gotcha. I wrote about it uh, in Parham's notes. You can see on the site that I, mm-hmm. they do utilize him as a deep threat. You'd think at like six eight he would be more of a goal line option, but he he and I think it's because Keenan Allen's so good, Mike Williams is so good, Austin Eckler is fantastic. Could have two consecutive twenty touchdown seasons. You don't have to go to the six eight guy, but that's where I would have thought Parham's value is. But no, it's more so. Oh, I see our six eight guys who's also fast matched upon a six foot safety. Yes, I will throw him the ball every time, and uh, that's where he's kind of used uh, in, in that same vein. I I am a I w- I mean like you could have also won if Herbert had just thrown those touchdowns instead of handing off to Eckler, but mm-hmm. that's also something to factor in for next season. Oh, yeah, too, when they went back. for it on third and short, yeah. like Herbert almost <laughs> got or into the end zone for on a the rushing QB touchdown sneak. on the yes. sneak, and then. Then we'd have been uh, pretty close to being in business, but uh, alas, not the case. Eckler, yes. yeah, Eckler, great game for Eckler. He's carrying me to a stake league championship berth, so mm-hmm. uh, ha- you know, happy about that. And uh, yeah, I mean, Eckler out of you know a lot of the tough early running back picks, you know, Eckler was one that worked out for people for sure. Yeah. Uh, anything else you want to discuss about the Monday night game at all? Oh, we probably overdid it already. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so let's turn to the quarterback <laughs> options. Obviously, last week was. Interesting, given the bevy of injuries to guys near the top. And, of course, Lamar Jackson didn't end up playing, so you had Tyler Huntley. It was whether or not Minshew was going to be a starter uh, mm-hmm. with Jalen Hurts. That looked darn pretty, Jake. That was yep. a great call. By- and to be honest, and I, I admitted on Twitter, I want I want the record to show, I, you had convinced <laughs> me by the end of the week yep. that Gardner Minshew was the correct play. I was starting to get service. nervous because I had told, like, several friends, too, who were in okay. a quarterback situation, like, you got to put Minshew in. I'm like, oh, man, there's a, there's a lot on the line here. But they got into a shootout and, like uh, – you know, he turned the ball over a couple of times, but also uh, the Devontae Smith uh, celebration was awesome, by the oh, way. Did you see that? No, I didn't Where he, see that. He put one, the but... ski mask on, kicked the door open, and stole from the Salvation Army bucket. <laughs> oh, I, I did see yeah, <laughs> that. Yeah, that okay, was okay, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Um, yes, yeah, so that's a, as, as good of a uh, bucket celebration as you see there. But, uh, but yeah, Minshew Mania could still be going. The thing is, though, is uh, – because they lost and they still have yet to cl- clinch the division, yep. still have yet to clinch number one, it seems like Jalen Hurts is making a push to play uh, this week. They're home against the Saints, who are number 10 against opposing quarterbacks. So, I mean, we'll see how, how how it goes. I mean, on paper, the Cowboys weren't great against opposing quarterbacks either, but Minshew still managed a 24, 25-point fantasy day. So, um, he's definitely 
in there for streamers. He's in the mix again, uh, I would say, Minshew is. Yeah, absolutely. Of course, if he plays. Right. No, no, no. I, I completely agree. Somebody was asking, um, do they consider picking up Gardner Minshew or Mike White? And I think that's actually a really good talking point for what primarily is going to be the decisions. Mm-hmm. We had also mentioned Russell Wilson as a streaming quarterback. Boy, that would have been great if you were the Rams defense. Uh, that, that's <laughs> what we're actually suggesting when we're saying Russell Wilson as a streaming quarterback option. I really <laughs> think it does come down to Mike White or Gardner Minshew this week, provided yeah. Jalen Hurts is out. And in this important contest, mm-hmm. Zach Wilson, forget this is yep. a Thursday game absolutely stunk up the joint Jaguars mm-hmm. end up winning again now looking like they are in the driver's seat for the AFC South in fact they are leading mm-hmm. right now although it could still come down to that week week yeah. 18 matchup against the Titans I don't know I feel like Flacco could have won that game but <laughs> uh, maybe, anyway possibly yeah anybody else but anyway yeah Mike, Mike White, White certainly could have yeah Mike White certainly really could have he's cleared of his ribs injury he must mm-hmm. have you know found doctor number 28 to, to give him the clearance <laughs> you know if you follow that story at all this week but uh yeah he's absolutely involved I'm thinking Brock Purdy still has to be in the mix here because he's still okay. only 37% rostered. He's at the Raiders, who haven't been anything to write home about in terms of pass defense. And Purdy has been consistent, if nothing else, more consistent than Herbert you know, over his last few. Uh, 18.4, 23.6, 18.7, and 20.3 are the last four fantasy point totals for Purdy. Nothing that's going to blow anybody out of the water or win a matchup, but uh, he's absolutely been productive enough. So I think uh, Purdy gets involved in that uh, conversation. I might even rank him ahead of white and Minshew, especially if Minshew ends up not playing this week you know you know for hurts so uh those guys are in the conversation as well um a couple other quarterback situations we have to note though um looks like malik willis is the starter the rest of the way out uh for tennessee ryan Tannehill done for the season and maybe even the postseason getting surgery for a high ankle sprain yeah yeah so uh apparently it's bad I don't get crazy excited about Malik Willis. Not he's not someone that I'd pick up and and start over. You know, Minshew, Purdy, or White in the championship game. But you know, two quarterback leagues, he might be relevant. Has the Cowboys who are fourteen and Z- Jacksonville twenty seven to end the year. And uh, a lot of this conversation is relevant for a lot of people because I don't think Tua is going to play this week. Tua Tagovailoa as uh, concu- I mean, sorry. Yeah. Third, second concussion that he suffered. Well, this yeah, year. yeah, exactly. The first one was was a back injury. Read this season. And the fact that symptoms have just popped up. It looks like Teddy Bridgewater, he's going to take the practice reps this week and is preparing to start at the Patriots, who are 22 against opposing quarterbacks. So Bridgewater is, you know, in the mix, maybe given the receivers, but I still think I'd play Purdy, White, and Minshew over uh, over Bridgewater. And uh, if you're really feeling frisky, Mac Jones, 18%. He's home against Miami, you know, as long as the weather's okay there, which it looks like, you know, we had no idea last Tuesday, right? That the we, we knew a blizzard was coming right. in Madison, mm-hmm. but I could have never thought, you know, the sweeping, you know, frigid temperatures, sub-zero temperatures across the country, especially in the Midwest here. It looks like this week is going to be the opposite. It's going to be, uh, you know, a lot nicer. We're going to get back to the 40s somehow in Wisconsin, <laughs> and um, yeah, weather is definitely not going to be as much of a factor. So, uh, you know, that's something that you know. That's the disappointing to. part about doing these, these shows on Tuesday. Obviously, we're missing out on crucial information for some of these injury related stuff. But from a weather perspective, I mean, that's that's the difference mm-hmm. of being in the championship or losing in, yep. in a lot of situations where you can project it. Oh, hey, look, it's going to be like 10 degrees and it's the Ravens and Browns. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'll recommend the Ravens defense because there's just going to be no scoring involved. We're the same thing for a lot of, the, a lot of these different situations. Um, and it. We're not weathermen. Uh, we are also not doctors. So it's very hard for us to do uh, all that projecting. But it was very clear really by Friday that there was going to be weather involved impacting a lot of these contests. I think I saw a stat that said it was the uh, lowest total amount of uh, unders hit 
in a given week mm-hmm. since like 10 years ago. Yeah. I, it, and I imagine, and that's with the lines adjusting for less points right. too, right? Right, 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 right. So yeah, mm-hmm. so that, yeah, that, that's pretty wild. Uh, hopefully we get back to the high scoring ways this week. I mean, I still, I still put up a buck 50 in stake, but some of the other leagues that uh, I needed to come through in, not so well. Not so much. Yeah, you're going to be helping me in a lot of line positions, Jake, because you did, again, correctly call that Gardner Minshew th- uh, one, which is going to be, on, I think, a lot of people's minds if you're still dealing with the quarterback position uh, overall. So I, real, just to recap, Minshew, Purdy, and Mike White, how do you rank those three from a streaming perspective? Um, I still, I think I roll Gardner Minshew number one. Um, okay. And then Purdy number two, just because of consistency. Then I put Mike White, and then I throw... Oh God! It's between Teddy Bridgewater and Mac even, Jones. I don't think don't we need to get that far. No, yeah, no, no, we like, don't need literally to get those three. Minshew, yeah, Minshew, Purdy, White is is how I would do it. Um, and you know, of course, if Minshew ends up not playing, then that's a separate thing. I actually like Purdy. I think uh, number two, I will go by Mike White every single time. I think Mike White is the call for my starter, and then Minshew three. Mm-hmm. But all three, I I believe, will be top twelve in fantasy scoring this week. Like each one of them will be totally fine if you are really streaming quarterback options. No, okay. I, I top twelve I, is is tough, but um, okay, I, I I would guess at least one of them makes it there. Uh, <laughs> Some, somebody said, t- they might, "Can we somehow translate this into a board bet?" The wheels are turning. Yeah, right we'll, we'll figure. Someone out suggested they, in the chat. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll figure well, out. Well, somebody in the chat go. said they might start Mac Jones because their league gives uh, points for dirty hits. I like that comment a lot. <laughs> uh, yeah, th- that's why Derwin James is also a first round pick in that league as well, too, uh, which we didn't discuss in the Monday Night Football game, getting ejected uh, for one of the most obvious targeting tackles I've ever seen in my life. Oh, we're talking about Derwin James. Yes. Yeah, that, yeah, that was brutal. <laughs> the, the dirty hits. All right, let's uh, stop and get a word from our sponsors, Blue Wire. Again, we've been doing this now for a while. Video audience will be right back. Audience, audio audience, stick around. Um, we'll get to the running backs right, right after that. This Rotowire podcast is brought to you by my favorite meal kit, Factor. I gave Factor a try, and I can tell you firsthand, eating better is easy with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every meal arrives fresh, not frozen, and they're chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. Every week, you'll have over 35 different options to choose from, and there's something for every diet, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto, and there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. So what are you waiting for? Get started today and get after those wellness goals. One of my favorite things about Factor is the convenience. We're talking meals that are good to go in two minutes or less. You can fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals, They're ready to heat and eat wherever you are. There's no prep, there's no mess, no cooking, no cleanup, none of that. It's perfect if you have a busy lifestyle and you can't dedicate an hour plus each day to preparing lunch or preparing dinner. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Factor also offers options for every meal. Pancakes, smoothies, you name it. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, dinner, whatever you need, Factor has it. Factor is also tailored to your schedule, so you can get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals each week. Plus, you could pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. We've done the math. We've run the numbers over here. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be both nutritious and delicious. Head over to factormeals.com slash rotowire50 and use the code rotowire50. That'll get you 50% off your order. That's code rotowire50 at factormeals.com slash rotowire50 to get 50% off today. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform 
with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, so we're back and discussing the running backs. We had mentioned Zach Moss and Deion Jackson as the possibly one-two combo in terms of pickups. Tyler Algier as well, too. We'll get to that in a little bit. Royce Freeman, who had filled in for the Texans. Oh, not so much Khalil Herbert. Chuba Hubbard. Uh, and then we also had Haskins as well from the backup perspective for Derrick Henry. Um, I mean, Zach Moss still was fine. Clearly was getting a lot of the carries. My concern mm-hmm. now, if you are considering Zach Moss in the championship, is does this offense do enough to warrant getting – Zach Moss used throughout all four quarters. I mean, I don't know if that happens after yeah. watching uh, Nick Foles just self-combust through the first quarter of that Chargers game. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's a tough one. Uh, I have to double-check the matchup this week. They've got um, – they're at the Giants, who are 23 against the run, and then they're – I mean, if you play Week 18 or have a points total situation there, the Texans are dead last. So it's a nice rest-of-season schedule for the Colts in theory. I doubt they win either of those games. But I think Zach Moss at 44% um, is probably your top running back stream slash pickup this week. But he's right neck and neck with Tyler Algier for me, who is technically under our threshold at 49%. He's actually probably over it now. He was just 49 when I looked last mm-hmm. week. Because uh, just, I mean, the distribution here, I mean, I would actually put, go as far as putting Cordero Patterson on the cut list because uh, 18 carries on 59.2% of snaps for Algier, while Patterson, 8 carries on 36.6% of snaps. But also even more no- noteworthy is Patterson, just one target, Algier, five that's targets. That's huge to me. Huge that, to yeah, me. that's massive. So um, just, you know, based on that, alone i think uh you know algiers you know which which one of these incompetent offenses is less incompetent um but also algier has the cardinals this week who are 27th against yep. opposing running backs in standard formats so i think um i would i would give the nod to algier this week but uh, algier and moss are the guys that you're looking at i agree although i'll mention chuba hubbard um as somebody who have been completely out on deonta foreman and the panthers offense altogether i had actually dropped deonta foreman unfortunately in a few leagues both Deonta mm-hmm. Foreman and Chuba Hubbard, interesting names going against the Buccaneers this week and what will likely decide the NFC South Division battle. I believe they're facing the Buccaneers at least. Um, I mean, the way the Panthers are using both those guys, you might be able to get running back two production out of them in deeper formats. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, Hubbard definitely makes that list for me. He's only 38% rostered here. Um, and then the other guy, of course, uh, I'm going to double-check in the matchup. It is Tampa Bay. They're sixth against opposing running backs here, which is which is interesting here. Just, I mean, matchup-based alone, I'm probably rolling, you know, Algier and, and Moss over either Hubbard or Foreman, I think. I, I would know. agree. Well, I'll take – I think I'll take the Panthers guys over Moss because of um, – Nick Full, Nick Foles, yeah. I mean, because because of yeah. the Colts' offense, but I I agree. Algier is the mm-hmm. top candidate if you are in this position. The Panthers' distribution is just weird because it's obviously it's a much tougher matchup than Detroit, and then you know Blackshear can come in and vulture some. So yeah, I, I, I I'd 
feel, would feel better about Moss than either of those guys, actually. We also have to talk about Khalil Her- Herbert again at 40%. He was pretty disappointing. Six carries for seven yards. Um, I don't know about really flexing him in a pinch, but the Bears are at the Lions, who, you know, gave up, uh, uh, you know, very solid. Uh, oh, let me see. Yeah, Bears well, they, are at Detroit. They, yeah, they yeah who, who gave up solid. Yeah, yeah, ran over, but yeah, by the yeah. Panthers. Exactly. That's what I was trying to say. Thanks for picking me up there. But yeah, I mean, really, it's all retreads in the running backs, you know, except for, you know, a couple of names that are maybe a bit of a stretch. Yeah, um, I guess the one retread that I want to give you some more uh, runway on is James Cook, who at this point I think you can safely say has found his niche in that Bills offense. They had traded for Neheem Hines before we did that podcast live while the trade was going on. You thought, okay, that's your pass-catching guy. It turns out that James Cook is both the pass-catcher, but probably Mm -hmm. more importantly for that Bills offense, the change of pace running back. And the way they're utilizing him is now giving me, as somebody who is a critic of James Cook all season long, a bit more consistency and reliability if you are looking for a running back to reflex play. Yeah, I mean, his 11 carries were tied for the second most he's had all year in a game. The 99 yards was uh, is a season high for him. And, uh, you know, of course, the t- he's scored now in back-to-back weeks. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, the matchup was a little soft at Chicago, and it's much tougher sledding at Cincinnati this week, who are seven against opposing backs. But uh, Cook, yeah, he just misses our threshold at 52%, but I think you could make – just. Based on the offense that he's in and and the growth of his role, um, I think uh, – and he was up to 41.9% of snaps, which isn't too far off from this 56.5% that Singletary had. So, uh, uh, he, Real quick with the Moss thing, um, I don't know how much you factor this into your plans, Jake, but the over-under for that game between the Bengals on Monday night, 49.5 points, easily the highest, easily the highest of the Week 17 slate. And you have mentioned the weather as well, too. I mean – Cincinnati isn't quite the Midwest, but it shouldn't be like, oh, what you'd expect to be January 1st type of weather in Cincinnati. Mm -hmm. That will be a good contest um, from that perspective. Yeah, I didn't didn't actually think about where to rank Cook because he was outside of our threshold, but you could – you could convince me he's number one out of compared to those guys that we. Discussed. I would still have Algier. Uh, I've been really yeah. impressed with him for for the last month or so, and mm-hmm. that Patterson. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna swallow away. that Algier pill. Yeah, he's uh, he's startable in the championship game. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, I think Cook is in the same tier for me as Chuba Hubbard and Deonta Foreman. Mm-hmm. I would have uh, Khalil Herbert and Moss a little bit lower, mm-hmm. and you had also written down kind of gain. Yeah, I got here. a couple dart throws here. Gainwell's one of them at 14. percent Again, I don't love him, but he surpassed Boston Scott in both snap shares. Uh, carries and targets this week. This is the second. Jerry notes in his backfield breakdown that this is the second week in a row that Gainwell has uh, set a season high in both raw snaps and snap share. And it's maybe a little noteworthy that Miles Sanders did fumble for a second straight game, and he wasn't all that effective against Dallas. Now, of course, Philly has the Saints this week. It's not, you know not an easy matchup by any means, but Gainwell's in the mix if you're getting desperate there, and also. I'm not worried about Derrick Henry missing Thursday night football, but just note that he did not practice or did not participate in Monday's walkthrough, and they have the Mm. Cowboys on Thursday night. Hassan Haskins is technically the backup there now. If you're a Henry owner, I guess it probably can't hurt to grab him just in case. Yeah, you have have a cut list that's pretty uh, in-depth, I would say, if you are – uh, considering cutting people in week 17, yeah. kudos to you because you've made to the championship. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you got to <laughs> cut somebody to pick these guys up, right? I mean, Cordero Batterson made my cut list. I don't think, unless your guy is like currently actively injured or has some injury tag, you don't really need to worry about uh, your handcuff options necessarily. So Alexander Madison, Kareem Hunt, those types of guys that aren't really producing a ton, standalone value, no, no real reason, reason to roster any of those. Also, if you're in a pinch or you're making your roster better, there are some situations in which I could see cutting Antonio Gibson. Hmm. Um, you know, he was only out there for less than 30% of the snaps. Um, while, you know, Brian Robinson 
44% of the snaps, most notably 22 carries to five for Gibson. Jonathan Williams was out there for 26.4% of the snaps. You would have thought with their game flow and them being behind, that would favor Gibson. And that wasn't necessarily the case. I mean, you don't really trust yeah. him to just start him. So if you're not, if you know you can't start him, then he's in cut consideration because it's week 17. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you completely. Let's move over to the receivers. Um, we had talked about a lot of guys like Traylon Burks and Elijah Moore uh, and even Chris Moore, who were, were possible candidates yeah. and all ended up being duds. Yeah, I mean, How, news changed during the week, it right? Did, yeah. It did. Um, however, we had spent a little bit of time on Rashid Shahid, which kind of was force fed at the end, ended up being really good despite the cold mm-hmm. weather conditions for that contest. And then there's Jahan Dotson, who might single-handedly win uh, awards at the end of the season for our phrases, given the touchdown stretch that he's been on when he's been healthy. Yeah, absolutely. Carson Wentz, possibly starting quarterback for the Commanders uh, at some point over the next two games. I would like that less, but... I don't think it hinders things too much. Jahan Dotson was a guy that, at least of the rookie first-rounders that I was way lower on, he has been impressive, but the way to, the way they utilize him in the red zone really is is tremendous. And I think he becomes one of the top pickups at wide receiver this week. Um, I'll let you give the breakdown for him, but I'll, I'll pose this question now, Jake. Do mm-hmm. you play Jahan Dotson this week or Christian Watson? That was what one user was asking. Well, first, we got to make sure Christian Watson's healthy, right? Bingo. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. bingo. And, uh, you know, that's been the one knock on Watson is, I guess, staying on the field has pretty much prevented him from what could be a Rookie of the Year award. But, you know, who knows? Maybe he'll still get that. I would probably roll Dotson. Given the touchdown streak, a little bit more consistency. Nine targets this past week. Yeah, too. it was the team high, nine targets, caught six of them for 76. Again, scored in three consecutive weeks, finishes the season versus Cleveland, who are 11 against receivers, and versus Dallas, who are 29 against receivers. So uh, I would say that, like, if you needed to flex somebody, Dotson, our cover boy this week, could uh, quite possibly be the top overall pickup. Uh, I 100% week. agree. You know, like if you have to flex, yeah. flex, yeah, if it's uh, Algier or Dotson or, you yeah. know, Moss or Dotson or James Cook or Dotson, I think I'm rolling Dotson in just about all those scenarios here. You know, you can't, yeah, you know, yeah, a couple of random touchdowns could, could certainly be fluky, but uh, I, three weeks in a row, it certainly isn't any fluke anymore. So uh, definitely looking at him. He's the only real receiver that I'd pick up and be really comfortable with this week. You know, even if he did have Burks or Elijah Moore, out there i mean again those recommendations last week every single one of them you know with more having wilson as his quarterback and other more having brandon cooks come back again yeah. news changes during the week it's tough but like out of the whole list you know i've got a handful of guys here um but Jahan dotson is your top receiver and top overall pickup for the week i always say that we're disciples of mario puig uh, mario puig does a lot of different content for us a lot of the draft coverage but uh, i do the series xm show with him every friday uh, Mario had tipped me off on Isaiah Hodgins probably like four weeks before he became Isaiah Hodgins. And certainly this past week, as the Giants were fiercely um, trying to offensively make a difference here, eight catches on 11 targets, 89 yards and a touchdown. Daniel Jones was looking at him quite a bit. I, I feel like mm-hmm. for the first portion of him starting, it was either as a blocker or we're going to just get a first down and use Isaiah Hodgins. Over the last two weeks, he's developed into, I think, one of the top mm-hmm. targets for the Giants. And Darius Slayton is still there, too. And I know people are going to be like, well, Isaiah Hodgins isn't good, whatever else. You don't have anybody else to throw to for the Giants. And I think yep. Isaiah Hodgins in a deeper league actually is a totally fine mm-hmm. play, even with Richie James also factoring in. Yeah, I mean, Richie pass, James pass didn't get 12 catch. targets, you know, caught eight mm-hmm. for 90. So he's kind of in the same vein. I mean, either of those guys could see similar volume and, you know, whoever scores the touchdown is your better play. I guess I could see, you know, 14 team, three wide receivers, multiple flex, like, like in our dynasty format, for example, I could see flexing Hodgins in the title game and hoping for the best. So yeah, he's definitely, he's definitely in the mix. It is a tough finish though. 
Um, they're home against Indy. And, you know, if we paid any attention Monday night, it's that might get four or five targets in the first half before they just run the ball. Out that's with a Saquon. Saquon Barkley, yeah. massive, massive game. Yeah, that's a big else, spot. And then, you know, if you're playing week 18, they're at Philly, who's, uh, yeah, no, no one there. But, like, the snaps and the volume are definitely safe. I mean, Slayton was the only other receiver to see the field in that game. So, uh, but, but both yeah. Hodgins and Richie James are, you're obviously picking up and starting before Slayton. They're both, they're both guys that are in the mix this week. I could say, uh, how about our boy Romeo Dobbs now, especially with mm-hmm. Christian Watson having uh, picked up that injury in the first half against the dolphins, uh, Dobbs, five targets last week, six targets again this week. I wish you'd get more involved. The 22 snaps last week was less than ideal. Not, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. not last week with the giants, the dolphins the week before he played just 22 snaps compared to Cobb Lazard and mm-hmm. Christian Watson. But he is a factor every time he plays. Yeah, I mean, Lazard is the guy that's 83% rostered, whereas Dobbs is only 17%. But you can make a very good case that Dobbs is the better play over Lazard. You know, it depends. It could vary a little bit week to week. But five and six targets since returning, great matchups ahead. I mean, the Minnesota pass defense has been absolutely atrocious for the last several weeks. They're ranked 30. And if you do need him in week 18, he gets the he gets the Lions, who are ranked 31st. I'm not worried about weather at Lambeau really this week. So, uh, no. you know, you should be able to come air it out. And, uh, yeah, Dobbs is, uh, Dobbs is out there. He's a guy that I'd at least be picking up. You know, you check is the last guy on your bench or your second defense better or worse than Dobbs. And there's a decent chance that Dobbs is the better. So the only issue now is you always do the second defense thing. I actually think you're trying to block your opponent in whatever way. Second defense, quarterback. Yeah, that's fair. Now we are not even constructing our roster for the rest of the season. You're constructing your roster to beat your opponent. Mm -hmm. And roster spaces where you're taking away a Jalen Hurts sub-in or uh, maybe a a flimsy wide receiver is just as valuable as anything Mm -hmm. else. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, though, is like we're going to highlight a few defenses worth streaming this week. But I don't think any of them are necessarily home runs. So, uh, you know, I guess you could you could take it or leave that strategy. That's fair. Uh, Greg Dortch, 11 targets. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, nearly non-existent. Our Marquise Brown didn't do much for the Cardinals, too, who are down to their third-string quarterback and Trace McSorley. I, I don't know. There was reports that the Cardinals would consider trading DeAndre Hopkins in the offseason. Uh, we have no idea if Cliff Are Kings- they really going to just blow that whole thing up? Oh, sure they are because they're dumb. Cliff Kingsbury getting fired. Uh, no idea what's happening to their GM situation as well, too. I don't know, and I don't know if that means Greg Dorch becomes a thing over the next two weeks, but it is a stat line, like you mentioned in, in the rundown, mm-hmm. can't really ignore what he did uh, against the Buccaneers this past week. Yeah, yeah, ex- exactly. I mean, who knows uh, You know what happens if Colt McCoy comes back if he looks at him the same way, but again, he... Uh, I had to note it. You know, we're, we're really grasping at straws here. I mean, DJ Shark's another one at 20% only. He's been consistent and uh, helpful, you know, for some playoff teams here. And the other name I wanted to mention, Russell Gage. He's wide receiver three yeah. in Tampa over Julio Jones. Mm-hmm. You know, 55% of snaps. You know, he's, he's the clear wide receiver three, but he's getting some looks. So, uh, you know. It's interesting. I, I noticed there's no Jamison Williams on this list, Jake. I was told by you that Jamison Williams is going to be dominated over this. It, it, the, the whole thing, the whole allure with Jamison Williams was like it was like the unknown fact. Like you know yes. what kind of athlete he is. Um, you just didn't know about his usage. I mean, obviously you could. You, he's been safely dropped for weeks now, but like it was, uh, you know, you you're picking someone up and, and hoping for a home run, and obviously that didn't leave the park. For what it's worth, uh, redraft leagues next year, I will take Jamison Williams every single time. It's just a hard mm-hmm. injury to get over. But it's very clear, whether it's Jared Goff or whoever else, the Lions know what they're doing offensively. And and that mm-hmm. matters to me, especially if DJ Chark, who is on a one-year contract, does not come back to the Lions. That's a very easy one-for-one fill-in. I love Jamison Williams as a prospect. Uh, and I just had to give you a little teasing mm-hmm. there as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I th- I, Jamison Williams, we'd actually use a lot of capital on him next year. I think Shark would have to not return. 
Probably because, you know, then you've got three guys that you can, you know, mess around. With. Uh, you have uh, MVS in the cut list. Thank God uh, you mentioned that so I can air my grievances as well. I guess I, I didn't lose because I, I was able to advance and uh, I still uh, moved through a nothing burger yeah. from MVS who has been just awful ever since I picked him up. And he was inconsistent even before then. But, man, I, I am very happy to get rid of him uh, in this league that I am having to roster him. That's because Cooper Cup has been hurt and didn't have a whole lot else from a wide receiver perspective. He's been miserable for the Chiefs, I think, for the last month or so. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I put MVS on there. You've probably – you maybe have cut him for a while. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, these games are a little bit fluky because the ball was a block of ice, you know, especially in Kansas City. You know, they were one of the coldest games this week, but still, you know, no catches is is noteworthy. And then, you know, looking at Minnesota, Kirk Cousins threw the ball 48 times and feeling only caught one pass. Definitely you know, weird. Yep. Yeah, he was targeted five times. I mean, I wouldn't feel great starting feeling against the Packers. Actually, you know what? Yeah, he he seems, he's kind Packers. of a Packer killer, mm-hmm. so never mind. Maybe I'll take him off the cut uh, list. The KJ Osborne you know. is the one that I would just be like, no. Even if he throws it 40 times, I don't feel like KJ Osborne yeah. against the Packers matters. Mm-hmm. And, and it might actually work out well if they do choose to have a guy like yeah. um, Rasul Douglas in the slot or whatever else. 16 targets for TJ Hawkinson. I was so right. close in stake league to benching him for uh, <laughs> for Evan Ingram. Oh, because Ingram had outperformed him the last three weeks, and, and I have, have such. Been fine too, I, I need to like fade myself when it comes to starting tight ends. <laughs> you know, after flipping between Fant and Henry and getting it wrong for like six weeks in mm-hmm. a row, I just I, I need to I'm fading myself when it comes to tight ends here. You know, the, the popular saying, but uh, but no, Hawkinson, sixteen targets in that game. That's crazy. He caught thirteen of them for one hundred nine. I mean. Tight end wasteland, uh, you know, maybe he'll take my stake league team to the promised land. Absolutely insane. And speaking of tight ends, let's talk about those waiver wire guys before we do so. A word from our sponsors, Monkey Knife Fight. Football is almost over, but Monkey Knife Fight has all the NFL action you're looking for and also has plenty on the college football slate as well, too. On Monkey Knife Fight, there's no sharks, no salary caps, no math. It's just easy to play, easy to win. Daily fantasy player props. Join now at monkeyknifefight.com to get your first game free. Then use promo code RWNFL to get your first deposit matched instantly up to $100. What are you waiting for? Join Monkey Knife Fight today. Last week, we had mentioned Taysom Hill and Jawan Johnson. Um, we also talked about Chige Kwanwu for the Titans. As soon as Malik Willis uh, was mentioned as the starter for the Titans, mm-hmm. I immediately dropped Chiki uh, yep, everywhere. That uh, yep. worked out perfectly uh, because they just choose to never pass the ball. And I'd imagine Thursday against the Cowboys will be a similar thing. Taysom Hill ended up being totally fine if you had to uh, roll with him at tight end. Juwan Johnson on their hand. I'm, you know, not not super consistent. There is the ever immortal, always injured. It seems like Logan Thomas, mm-hmm. who is at least healthy at the moment for the Commanders. They'll be going against. Uh, oh, sorry, they went against the Niners and had to pass obviously a ton. Eight mm-hmm. targets. You could do a lot worse. Yeah, exactly. That's pretty much exactly how I put it. I mean, eight. He he finished with six for thirty five, which is nothing you know crazy. But you know, in in today's tight end landscape, if you you know if you don't have Kelsey, if you don't have Hawkinson there. You can't even trust Mark Andrews, you know, these days. Like yeah. you're, you're thinking about benching Mark Andrews seriously for for a whole lot of people, especially if Lamar doesn't come back this week. So, um, yeah, eight targets for Logan Thomas. That's enough to make me consider him at six percent. Um, I would go back to my boy Dulcich after uh, you know eight targets for him as well. I finished with four for thirty nine in a score. He left early with a hamstring injury, so. Um, you know, that and just given the general state of the Broncos, uh, you know, maybe he 
I I forget who tweeted this, but someone's like, "Wouldn't it be funny if this was the Albert O week, week 17? No, oh, God, no, yeah. <laughs> right? mm-hmm. If that if that decides to happen, I mean, who knows? You know, Hackett's out, and maybe whoever they have is probably going to be better. You know, Jeff Saturday would be better at this point. So, um, oh. yeah, mm. yeah, <laughs> okay, all right, all right, maybe. We, we can debate that one a little bit. All right, and then and then lastly, this week's Juwan Johnson special. If you want to oh, burn yourself yeah. by chasing past. Touchdowns, uh, Shane Zilstra is 0% rostered. He caught five of six targets for 26 yards and three touchdowns. Three touchdowns. Um, obviously, you can't really rely on that, and the film is out there, right? You know, defensive coordinators are going to find a way to at least put a body on him in the red zone, but um, uh, clearly in, he's a red zone target. Well, so. Just to put in the context of the Saint Shane Zilstra thing, so I, I did a 30-round best ball on the NFFC uh, and I'm, I'm I'm mentioning this strictly for good karma, Jake. Because I'm in third place. First place is a $400 prize pool. There you go. Uh, third place gets you just your money back. So I, I want to get up there. I'm only like 50 points away. In a 30 round best ball, where you're trying to get as many positions as possible, Saint Zilstra, Shane Zilstra was never even picked. So <laughs> I, I mean, like you, this is this is the bottom of the is barrel. The like bottom the of roster? the barrel. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, like that, that's that's where we're at right now. Um, also, mm-hmm. fun fact: his brother also on the uh, the roster as well for the Lions as a tight end as well. Fun, yeah, that is that's fun literally fact. fun. Fact. That's that's all it is. So yes, pick up I'm the not, right. So, so pick up the right Zilstra if you're gonna. <laughs> which Zilstra you're picking up? There are only two, oh, but both of the lands both play tight end. Uh, yeah, I don't mind the Dulcich play. I, I'm not gonna go Logan yeah. Thomas mainly because I really want to manifest Jahan Dotson winning people leagues mm-hmm. uh, because he's been kind of a guy that's been riding or dying from a free perspective. Yeah, I you know after last week where I got burned starting Nick Folk, uh, I, I lost my two leagues. Both those leagues, Nick Folk got negative two points, and I just wasn't aware of what the weather would be in impact this week. And I should have been more uh, on top of it. Like Jason Sanders, you know, with the overrun of the Packers Dolphins game, he at least wouldn't get you negative. Um, but in so many of these contests, these kickers Oof. did very little. And Nick Folk lost me two of those. We had talked at the top of the hour, worth repeating again, Midwest will not have as bad of weather as we had this past week. So you mm-hmm. probably will have more options at kicker and defense. But let's just run through this a little bit more. Yeah. Um, with, well, less with options at two- defense. You know, there's more True. options yes. if, if, you know, a record-setting amount of uh, of unders are going to hit. So, yep. yeah, there's a handful of defenses that I like this week. Again, I don't think there are any crazy home runs, but a few of the options I wanted to highlight, of course, uh, I mean, the Steelers are loaded with so much individual talent. And they're only 43% rostered. They're on the road at Baltimore. You know, it's a rivalry game, kind of. You know, the Baltimore will maybe turn up. But if Lamar Jackson misses another game and it's Huntley, um, I would absolutely look to the Steelers as a streaming defense and readily available at 43%. You know, I listed all the teams. I'm going down, 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 down the list. Um, and one that I like, I mean, okay, so uh, the Chargers. You know, they had obviously had a great game against Nick Foles this week. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean a ton. They're home against the Rams. And I believe, I I don't know if the lines changed, but it was about six and a half. That's exactly what it's Right, you know, it's not like, uh, you know, Vegas is smarter <laughs> than most people, and yeah. they're, they're not ready to buy some kind of Baker Mayfield is good now narrative, right? So I would actually look at the Chargers at 35%. Can I pause you real quick? Yep. Like, the only concern I have with that, and I, I think that would be a more than fine play yep. if you don't have the Chiefs who are going mm-hmm. against the Broncos available, or I think the Giants against the Colts. That's the other, like, obvious yep. two plays. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Chargers will be fine. 
unlike unlike the Colts, who just abandoned the run for whatever the reason, the Rams will not. They they will yeah. rely on Cam Makers and uh, and that bunch mm-hmm. to literally carry Baker Mayfield, and that's where the Chargers are vulnerable. So I, I could absolutely see Cam Makers doing well, you even don't, better than last week. When he yeah, had you don't think there's a suspension in play for Derwin James, no, is there? No. Yeah, I, think I mean, getting, getting kicked out of the game is probably game enough. He'll get a nice hefty fine. Yeah. I mean, well, obviously Joey that Bosa would change things too. Could return Joey Bosa will make that run defense better. Not good enough mm-hmm. where. Uh, can yeah. makers will not be a factor, but just that, mm-hmm. that is a that is a thing to consider yeah. as well. Yeah. And then uh, a couple other ones I highlighted. I mean, the Commanders, they're home against Deshaun Watson and the Browns, who, I mean, Nick Chubb has not been good, which is, which is rough for a lot of fantasy teams. And just the Browns offense has been rough lately. So Commanders, you think about, they're in the mix. Jags are at Houston. I don't mind it. And the Jags are fighting for a playoff. They're fighting mm-hmm. for their playoff lives. You know, I don't generally like the road team in this situation, but it's low or under, and and it's the freaking Texans, man. So even with Cooks back, you Jaguars know, Jaguars favored by four despite traveling to Houston. That. Exactly. That's kind of crazy. Yeah, that is pretty wild. And then, uh, yeah, like you mentioned, I like the Giants against Indianapolis based solely on what I saw last night. You know, I don't, yeah. I don't. There's not much I like about the Giants defense, but uh, I don't think Foles has it or whoever they start has it, and nobody nobody really has it there for for the Colts here. So that is my yeah. top streaming option. If you don't have the Chiefs, the Chiefs again going against the Broncos, who almost have to look better than they did Christmas Day uh, with Nathaniel Hackett gone. I think the Chiefs are still my top play, favored by 13 and a half points. I would look towards the Giants, who have, I think, as of right now, yeah. the lowest over-under on the Week 17 yeah. slate. I'm kind of points. Steelers, Chargers, then Giants, then mm-hmm. Jags, then Commanders. I think, uh, shoot, the But the Steelers, it depends on the Baltimore quarterback. I think the, the, their pass rusher, Ojalari, for the Giants, uh, should be back and healthy, which I will, or is continue to get healthy that matters to me given the Colts mm-hmm. offensive line allowed seven sacks last night did you see seven sacks Oof. against the church and there's guys like Chris Rumpf and if you have heard of Chris Rumpf kudos to you uh <laughs> you have been very clearly following the draft for the Chargers for some time he had two where he absolutely waxed Braden Smith who's supposed to be a good right tackle he looked embarrassingly last night I I uh I will take the Giants I think as my top streamer over any of those guys because of that pass rush that they have mm-hmm. yeah okay yeah that's fair enough yeah I didn't I you know, I, I tried to pay attention to that you game. It was rough. It's a, it's it, it was rough, okay. but yeah, I mean, Foles threw three picks and was sacked seven times. So, and and the Giants are at home too. So, uh, yeah, to give me the home team, I'm sure that'll be one of the. If you go by my rules of home team and low over under, I'm sure that'll be one of the top of the equation. Uh, I guess we'll have one user question, Jake. So somebody asked, should Haskins, the back of the Titans, be his top priority with Derrick Henry? Uh, DMP for practice. You and I both talked about. We don't think Henry is going to be seriously missing time. But yes, I would. I would imagine if you have Derrick Henry, Haskins would be one of those guys you consider. Or is there a different back for the Titans that you'd rather have? Um, yeah, I mean Haskins is. Uh, I'm going to quick look at the breakdown. I mean nobody else. I don't think got a carry for the Titans last week. Let me break, let me just break this down quick. It was uh, Henry on the field for 73.8 percent of the snaps. Haskins for 24.6 percent. Both of them got two targets. Henry had 23 carries compared to zero for Haskins. I mean, given only two running backs saw the field, if one of them's out, you have to imagine, you mm-hmm. know, that the other guy, it's his. But, you know, you want to make, yeah, I guess you make Haskins a priority, but Over- you got to think about some of these other guys. I mean, if you can go get Algier or Cook or something like that, um, they're probably better plays than I think Haskins. Algier is a yeah. better play over Haskins. Um, I I actually think one of the <laughs> Panthers me. guys, if not both, mm-hmm. Chuba Hubbard, yeah. Dante Foreman could still be fine given the workload they get. Uh, the question mm-hmm. could be James Cook, and, and that's yeah. where, like, as you who has been on James Cook for most of the season, mm-hmm. would you play? Let's just say Derrick Henry's out. Whatever. Yeah. Okay. Derrick Henry's out. 
would you play Haskin or James Cook in mm-hmm. the over under? We talked about with the Bills and Bengals highest one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd be playing. I'd be playing Cook. I think. Okay. Uh, yeah. Even if Henry's out, I mean, because remember, this is a Malik Willis led offense for the rest of the way out here, so yep. it could just be completely dysfunctional. You know. Yeah. Uh, there you go, Isaac. Uh, if you are looking for the replacement for Derrick Henry, yeah. it might even be on your roster with James Cook, or he talked about having Chuba Hubbard as well too. So, yeah. any other thing Cook, you want to mention? Cook, about? Hubbard, Algier, and yeah, those guys are probably higher priorities than Haskin but who knows he could he, he could be in a really deep league and uh you know Haskins could be all that stuff uh anything else you want to discuss here before we round things out here Jake um I don't have a ton I mean college basketball is heating up especially you know we got college bowl football bowl yeah. season badgers once that tonight. yeah badgers the night yeah once that kind of w- works through it's college basketball's time to shine so we got betting picks every day here for you on the website and uh you know a lot of DFS content and tools as well so definitely uh Check that out, and of course, follow at Rotowire CBB for all your injury data. That's definitely uh, it's one of the um, you know best sources out there for that kind of information. And you know, I'm not just tooting my own horn. The team does a great job there, so I'm really proud of the team and the product that they have there. So uh, yeah, check out some college hoops content. I guess I'll plug that. I like this. The users users um, are discussing the James Cook play, and somebody mentioned he's related to Delvin Cook, so he's athletic. I, what's <laughs> what's the one uh, Manning brother that's not in the NFL at all, uh, but also gets the commercials? Yeah, but wasn't didn't he have some kind of medical? Oh, I thought he just was not athletic at all. Maybe, maybe, maybe I, I should be. Uh, not yeah, yeah, yeah. I, okay. I, I, I tread lightly on that one say, a little bit. It's not a guarantee. I think there was some kind of situation that Cook. made him unable to play. Uh, again, I could be completely missing the okay. boat here too. I could be very wrong, but I, I would just pump the brakes a little bit on that one. Genetics is pretty powerful, but it's not just like a guarantee. Just because you're related to Delvin Cook doesn't mean that you're gonna be mm-hmm. like you know dynamic in the same vein. I still think James Cook is fine, but I just thought yeah. that comment was funny. All right, that does it for us on the uh, Tuesday edition of the Rotoway Info Podcast. Again, brought to you by No House Advantage. Guys, best of luck uh, with your fantasy championships. We'll be back again for week 18. If you are still in those types of leagues, talking waiver wire pickups, giving our free agent uh, waiver wire show possibly. Yeah. And uh, wish me a happy yeah. vacation because I'm, I'm done after the podcast. I'm not back here until Friday uh, right. for Sirius XM. We're celebrating the birthday, uh, playing many video mm-hmm. games, got a war. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, there we go. Yeah, it's going to be it's gonna be a good time. So. All right, right on. Yeah, hey, I just want to say good luck to everybody. And, yeah, next week we'll do a handful of pickups and maybe give away some uh, waiver wire awards awards for the year we'll, have, we'll, we'll see how that goes schedule breaks down for us. yeah we'll see how the schedule breaks down but thanks for tuning in everyone every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer put lifelock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss plus with a u.s-based restoration specialist on your team you won't have to face drained accounts fraudulent loans or other losses from identity theft alone all backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.